Jesus calls us to be generous and kind to all people, even to people who who treat us poorly or people who are difficult to, to love. How can you and how can I become the kind of person who genuinely and sincerely loves all people and is kind to all people? Well, that's the topic we're going to take up in this special bonus episode of The Bible in Life. Hey friends, thanks for joining me on this uh, special bonus episode of the Bible and Life podcast. I've been uh, releasing these podcasts once a week, uh, pretty much every Tuesday morning. But the topic for this past Tuesday was really so rich and so deep and so critical to us and to our well-being as humans that I, I wanted to just offer a little follow-up to that, give a little more insight to that. Uh, and so that's the reason for this special bonus podcast. So thanks for joining me on this this episode of The Bible in Life. And uh, here's what we want to do in this this session, all right? In our Tuesday episode, we, uh, we looked at Jesus' teaching there in the Sermon on the Mount where he really called us to turn the other cheek, to go the extra mile. And what it really boils down to in a nutshell is being actively kind to people who aren't kind to you. We titled that episode, how, What to Do When People Treat You Badly. It's like how to deal with a difficult person. And we know in life there's just plenty of difficult people. Uh, we encounter them pretty much right from the get-go. And so what we looked at on the uh, the original episode was we looked at what really just trying to understand what Jesus meant by turning the other cheek and going the extra mile. We wanted to make sure we heard his words accurately. But what we weren't able to get to in that episode was, well, how do you and how do I become the kind of person who's actually capable of living that way? It's it's so radical and so contrary to our world's default way of living and to what we believe is common sense that, man, it's just really difficult. And so I wanted to take a little bit of time in this this special bonus episode and just reflect on how is it that we could become the kind of person who, for whom it makes sense to go the extra mile, for whom it, it's just second nature to turn the other cheek because we've become we become like Jesus from the inside out. That's really what the goal is. The goal is not just to change our behavior and to try to tack some, oh man, I got to keep that command because Jesus said so and I want to look like a good Christian. The goal is not just to change our behavior, not you know tacking some uniquely Christian behaviors on so we can, we can look good, look like a good Christian. The goal is to have a change of heart deep within ourselves so that it just makes sense to be actively kind to people who aren't kind to us. That 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 we we couldn't conceive of doing anything other than that. That it's just second nature to do that because because the way we view life and view people and view ourselves and view the world, it's just we have been so transformed by the presence and person of Jesus on the inside that what comes out on the outside is we just regularly and routinely do those things, not because. We have to, or even because we're trying to, but because it's just who we are. That's the goal. The goal is so that our inner belief system and our inner motivational structure has been so transformed by Jesus that it just makes sense for us to live this way. And the key to that is actually believing and trusting 
that Jesus knows what he's talking about. That when Jesus says, um, turn the other cheek, maintain openness and vulnerability and a willingness to help even people who are difficult. Um, when somebody, you know, kind of uses their authority or their clout to try to force you to do something that's, you, you, you know, by all accounts shouldn't have to do, well, you're willing to help them even more because you just are genuinely a helpful person. Or when Jesus says, you know, give to those who ask of you, uh, lend to everybody who wants to borrow from you. Uh, the key is believing and trusting, having confidence that Jesus knows what he's talking about, that that's really the good and right and best way to live. And so there's a certain sense in which we need to really meditate on his words until they begin to make sense to us and we begin to understand them. And we were able to paint a very clear and down-to-earth picture in our context of what his teaching would look like. What would it look like for us to embody the spirit of those words in Matthew chapter 5? And if you haven't listened to the original episode of which this is a follow-up, man, I would encourage you to go back and listen to this past Tuesday's episode of the Bible in Life, the one just before this, where I try to explain what those words mean so that you at least have some sense of understanding so that you can begin to meditate on them and begin to really conceive of, paint a clear picture of, all right, on my job, at, at, at home, in my neighborhood, with my extended family, what would it look like for me to wisely and rightly, in, in a healthy sort of way, live out Jesus' sorts of teaching in that text? And so, that's where we really want to begin as we, we pursue this goal of having a change of heart so that we can live this way. We want to begin by asking God to help us see what it would look like to live this out and to trust that this is the best way to live. So we begin with that sort of prayer. Jesus, would you open my eyes and begin to show me with the people I actually interact with, what it would look like to live this way and to embody this generous spirit, this being actively kind to all people, even if they're not kind to me. Um, and Jesus, would you help me to really have confidence in you that this is the best way to live? So we begin there. Then what we have to do is we have to really intend to become the kind of person who can live that way. Um, and when I say intend, I don't mean merely wish well, it would be nice to live that way. Or, gee, I sure hope that someday I can become the kind of person who would live that way. No, we intend, which means we decide. We make a conscious, deliberate decision. I want to become this kind of person. And deciding like that entails actually planning to live this way. And that means arranging our life in a certain way so that we can actually learn how to do it and we can become the kind of person who's able to do it. And so that's the next step. After we have this clear picture and we begin to ask God to show us and to teach us and help us to trust, we have to actually make a concrete decision. I want to live this way, and I'm going to arrange my life to become that kind of person. We intend, we decide to do it. And so we prayerfully at that point then begin to put some wise practices in our life asking God to regularly use these practices to change the values and habits of our heart so that we become a genuinely kind person from the inside out, so that we don't feel the need to retaliate. We don't feel the need to always uh, defend ourselves or make sure our opinion gets heard, that we 
genuinely just want to be actively kind to all people, all kinds of people. So what are, what are the kinds of practices that maybe might help us become this kind of person? And remember, we're, we're practicing these things prayerfully with God, under God, um, just learning not just to add these behaviors to our life. These behaviors are like exercises to, to really train our mindset and our motivational system and our heart set in a new way of seeing and interacting with people. So the goal is heart change. Don't forget that. These practices are just like exercises to train our heart in a new way of responding to people. So what are some of these practices that we can put in place in our life as we as we begin to rearrange our life to live this way? Well, one of the key practices is we've got to begin to fill our mind with God's faithfulness. We've got to fill our mind with God's faithfulness. That means we, we need to actually come to a place where we have real confidence in God's provision and protection for our lives. We really need to believe that. Not just say we believe that because it's the Christian thing to say, but where we really do have genuine confidence that God's got this, that God's in charge. Whatever comes our way, God knows, God sees, and our life is perfectly safe in God's hand. First uh, Peter 4.19 uh, tells us that we, we should entrust our souls to our, our faithful creator and continue to do good. That's what Peter says to us, to entrust your soul to your faithful creator and continue to do what's good. Well, we need to have confidence in actual living experience that God is faithful, that he is faithful to care for us, to provide for us, to protect us, that our life is genuinely safe and secure in God's hands. And so that means we really need to begin to fill our mind intentionally and deliberately with God's faithfulness. How can we do that? Well, let me just suggest memorizing passages like Psalm 23. Memorize Psalm 23 and meditate on it. Pray it into your soul. Begin to imagine it. Do you learn to really trust that indeed the Lord is my shepherd. Yahweh, this all-sufficient, self-sustaining creator God, is my shepherd, and he's a good shepherd who's already laid down his life for me. So we begin to pray through Psalm 23 and meditate on it. We fill our mind with it so that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Why? Because you're with me, Lord, and I have confidence in you that you'll take care of me and that you'll lead me to a safe and secure place, that my life is safe and secure in your hands. So how do we fill our mind with God's faithfulness? Well, we memorize passages like Psalm 23 or maybe even Psalm 103. It tells us, you know, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless the Lord and forget none of his benefits. And it begins to list those off in Psalm 103. So we memorize those and we meditate on them regularly so that we have this big view of God. And we begin to really, we really genuinely come to have confidence that God's got this, that God's in charge of our life, that his provision and his protection is really all we need. And that will really help us uh, to actually come to a point where we can trust an actual experience that God is a good shepherd and we can have confidence in him. So that's, that's huge, all right? So that's one practice, filling our mind with God's faithfulness. Another, another practice um, is we can actually practice being actively kind in small ways, in simple everyday ways. For example, maybe like for the next six weeks, 
You plan uh, simple ways at least once a week you can help out or be actively kind to that annoying coworker or that bothersome neighbor. You just you think about that person, you think about your situation, and you just intentionally figure, okay, for the next six weeks, at least once a week, I'm going to try to be actively kind, genuinely helpful to that person in just some simple everyday way, not draw attention to it, not make a big deal out of it, just genuinely for the sake of teaching my heart to be actively kind, I'm going to be kind to them. Now, this needs to be done, as I just implied, as a means to the end of retraining your heart. So do this with with this kind of prayer. Lord, I want to become more like you. So use this, this act to teach me to be generous and kind, even to difficult people. And then you go and you, you do it, whatever it is. And you do it prayerfully and gladly, thanking Jesus for the opportunity to do it and gladly having the opportunity to help this person out. Um, it could be as simple as cleaning up all the dishes that everyone leaves piled up in the sink in the break room. And you, you do it with a grateful heart as an opportunity just to serve your coworkers, even though it used to irritate you and annoy you that... Mary and Susie and Bob would never clean up their own dishes and just leave them in the sink. Now you're going to do it as an act of learning to be generously kind to those people. Or if you you have that annoying neighbor, bothersome neighbor who's going to be out of town, you offer to mow his lawn for the week or two that he's gone just to help him out. And you do it with that prayer of, Lord, retrain my heart to be generous and actively kind. These smaller, everyday kindnesses are ways of training our hearts so that we can be prepared when bigger acts are required, all right? So practice being actively kind in everyday small ways, just as a way of retraining your heart to be generously kind. Here's here's another exercise that is pretty simple, but sometimes can be very challenging, and that's pray for God's blessing for that difficult person, that annoying person, that hard-to-be-kind-to person. Pray for God's blessing for them. Pray for God to do good for them. Pray for God's favor to be on them. Pray for them to to have good things in their life. And as you pray that prayer, pay attention to what's going on in your own heart. What what do you feel? What do you sense? And you, you might be surprised to find, wow, there's I I'm more upset by that person. I'm more resentful of that person than I thought. Lord, forgive me for that. Cleanse that out of my heart and change me. Make my heart just soft and tender and kind to all people, even if they're not always kind to me. And so pray for God's blessing for them and really mean it. Really want God to do good to them. And then a another practice is this. Practice playing hands-off. Uh, Again, you need to know what what triggers your reactions. You need to understand what's going on in your life. But part of the reason it seems like sometimes we we pick at people or we get frustrated with people or people annoy us so much is is we want them to act a certain way. We ex- we have expectations of them to do things a certain way, and they're not they're not doing it the way we think they should be be doing it, and they're not acting the way we think they should be acting or. Or whatever it is. Sometimes it's just as simple as that. And so practice playing hands-off teaches us to relinquish control. Teaches us to set aside our expectations. They don't have to do it our way. They don't have to be like we think they should be. They don't have to act the way, you know, they don't have to live up to our standard or our approval. Um, We're going to allow others to be themselves and to make their own choices. 
even if we don't approve of their choices, um, even if their choices sometimes create difficulties for us. Um, Now, obviously, playing hands-off like this can be done badly. We could do it with kind of almost a malicious spirit. I'll let you go your own way, and then you'll see that I was right. And if we have that spirit, it's not going to train our heart in the generous love of God. True? So that's not really going to help. And so we need to make sure our main goal is having our heart retrained, recalibrated to be full of the generous love of God. And, and so we need to do this with the right spirit, with a spirit of generous love. We're, we're learning that it's okay for people to do things different than us. Even if we think their decision is stupid or the way they act is dumb, we're going to allow them uh, to go their own way a little bit and, and to make their own choices. I mean, this could be even difficult with some of the people closest to us, our own spouse or our kids or our adult kids, to, to allow them to make some of their own choices. And so we want to learn that they can make their own choices and they, aren't, they don't have to live up to our expectations and we can still be kind to them that we don't have to control them or tell them what to do or correct them all the time. So we practice not having to have the last word. Or we practice keeping our opinions to ourselves. Um, we, we still seek to do good and kind things for them whenever appropriate, even if they've made decisions or choices that we don't necessarily approve of. And that's good And we do that again prayerfully. Lord, teach me just to be generous and kind to all people, like you're generous and kind to all people. And then one last practice I want to suggest is this. I want to suggest that we actually uh, meditate on Jesus going to the cross. Every day for, say, the next 10 days, read or listen to the, the crucifixion account in one of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. Soak it up prayerfully. Imagine it. Picture Jesus going to, to the cross. And the, the scriptures tell us he went to the cross like a, a, a lamb before its shears was silent. Jesus didn't even open his mouth. Humbly, gently, meekly, Jesus goes to the cross. Uh, see how generous Jesus is. As he hangs on the cross, he prays for his executioners to actually be forgiven by God. Wow, what generous love is that? And we, we soak that in prayerfully. We see it. We imagine it. We feel it deep in our bones. And we begin to invite Jesus to, to show us what it would look like to live that way in our world. And, and we see Jesus as he lays down his life for others. And and. That's how deeply he believed in the power of self-giving love. And we ask him to, to help us to believe in it deeply like that too. And, and then, and then you, you actually realize that he's not just laying down his life generally. He actually did that for you. He gave up his life for you. And Jesus, would you teach me to give up your li- uh, my life for other people like you gave up your life for me? And we reflect on that. And we ask him to teach us. Uh, to, to his ways and this kind of self-giving love. As we meditate on Jesus going to the cross, that's the goal. We want our heart to be impressed by and filled up with that very same kind of self-giving love. So just some practices that might help us become this kind of person. There's plenty of other uh, kinds of practices we can put in place, but I recommend these to you as just intentionally uh, pursuing this kind of heart set, all right? We don't drift into discipleship. We don't become this kind of person on accident. We, we become this kind of person as we intentionally and deliberately 
seek Jesus' help in becoming this kind of person. So as you seek to become more like Jesus, may you just look at your life and say, what kind of practices do I need to put in place that will help me be more uh, genuinely kind to people who aren't always kind to me. It would help me deal with difficult people in a a spirit of grace and genuine love. Put some practice in, in your life that would actually help you do that. All right. Thanks for joining me on this bonus episode of The Bible and Life. We'll see you in a few days on our our regular episode. God bless you guys, and we'll see you next time on The Bible and Life.